0: Welcome to Connect the Dots podcast, presented by Nine Dots and hosted by Jeffrey Klein. We share stories and explore their power to impact others. Our aim is to share some edutainment, to give some useful nuggets that can be applied to your business while also entertaining you.
1: Thank you for listening. Here is your host, Jeffrey.
0: My guest today is Wayne Kimmel. Wayne is an entrepreneur, venture capitalist, philanthropist, tireless network, keynote speaker, and the author of Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel. Wayne has been named a top innovator by Philadelphia Magazine and is on the Philadelphia Business Journal's Power 100 list. He and his partners run 76 Capital. His partners are John Powell, the CEO of Kraftco Company, and none other than Ryan Howard, Major League Baseball National League MVP, and 2008 World Series champion with our own Philadelphia Phillies. Wayne has invested in over 50 startup technology and healthcare companies, including Seamless Web, which is now publicly known as Grubhub, Take Care Health Systems, and Nutrisystem. Among the Fortune 500 companies that have been acquired, his portfolio companies, they include Aramark, Intel, IBM, Walgreens, and Yahoo. Wayne is on the board of Einstein Healthcare Network and was on the board of the Jewish Federations of North America, Jewish Federation of Greater Philadelphia, and the Kimmel Center for the Performing Arts. Wayne is a graduate of the University of Maryland at College Park and the Delaware Law School. He is passionate about Philly's pro sports teams and about working to make the world a better place. Welcome Wayne.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to to be here and be on, on your show.
0: Uh, we're going to make this uh, hopefully fun. We're going to ask you nine questions and then ask you to tell us a story. And uh, knowing, having seen you speak, I know what a great storyteller you are, um, which is part of what we're trying to share with people. Uh, so we'd like to start at the beginning. If you could tell us where you were born and what your parents did for a living.
1: Well, i was born in wilmington delaware uh, the first state and uh, most people didn't really know delaware for many years right and then all of a sudden we had a vice president from uh, delaware (laughs) which kind of helped put us on the map Um, my parents um, my mom was our our mom um, and kind of homemaker our our whole lives Um, very fortunate to always have her around and and my dad uh, was, um, a lawyer, uh, unfortunately just recently passed away. Oh, um, sorry my mo- Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. He was really my, um, he's my hero. Um, my guy who I, I looked up to and, and, you know, just shared everything with him. And, and so it's been a, it's been a rough couple of months and, uh, it's, it's something that I, I wouldn't wish on anybody. And, uh, but it's part of life. And fortunately both my mom and dad really, you know, Taught us the what's what's right, you know, what right from wrong, and how to do the right thing, and try to make this world a better place. And I'm just going to move forward and, and, and do those types of things.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also very close with my father, and uh, it, it's those that aren't. I. I, I, I I feel bad for it because having that strong relationship with someone. Uh, Now you and I also, so both our fathers were in law, mine was a judge. And then you and I both went to law school but never pursued law in the traditional sense. So uh, we have that in common Whether they are they called escaped lawyers as some (laughs) refer to to it. Um, So I want to ask you, who was a great storyteller when you were growing up? Was it your father? Was there someone else that you really thought was really good at telling stories?
1: Yeah, you know what? It really was. My dad was the one who was not only a great storyteller. Actually, he used to to tell us these stories. He would make up these stories about, um, and it was normally about my sister Michelle and me, but he used to call them the Bonnie and Billy stories. (laughs) And these stories were always about the two of them and how they were athletes, they were good in school, and they always did the right thing and they always helped people, and they were helpful in the community, and we didn't realize that we were being brainwashed. you know. <laughs> in a good way, uh, though. <laughs> in a good way, we, I, I have two other siblings as well, and we were always sort of being told these stories about doing the right thing, helping others, trying your best, um, and, and, and really just just trying to make this world a better place. And that's, and that's, that's what it's all about. And I'm, and I'm really lucky and fortunate to have had those types of, you know, had those, learned those types of things, heard those stories over time. And now, you know, what, what I really, you know, what's amazing is, is that I now, you know, with my wife and, and, and we talk about this and we do this with our own children. Uh, so it's very it's it all comes around (laughs)
0: Uh, i again someone my dad i used to sit around the table my dad and grandfather used to sit across from each other and they were both judges and they would come and all those meals and brunches we would sit and they would just tell stories back and forth to each other and uh, we got to listen to them and it was it was awesome Uh, well so let me ask you what made your dad such a good storyteller do you think
1: i think the first of all you know the being so authentic, you know, you know, and and the idea of authenticity and and and, and the fact that it was these were were was was real, um, and it was about, you know, it wasn't like just just making things up. I mean, it was really about, you know, not only just teaching us, but also instilling the right kinds of values um, that I think are really important to just again make this world a better place. And so to have constantly have those types of things. Being um, shared with us as as children and as as kids um, was was really important for us.
0: So authenticity is something that we talk a lot about uh, in terms of telling stories. And, and again, I think the best ones, especially with brands now, you know, people want authentic. And the way marketing and advertising has kind of shifted, you know, the old days of kind of trying to pull the wool over our eyes is just. Isn't happening anymore. Uh, other than authenticity, is there any other element that you think really is important in telling a really good story? Well, I think the
1: connection. You know, so if you think about from the, your perspective as a as a brand, right? I mean, and we're as a as a startup in the world that we we get involved with at Seventy Six Capital, it's it's really about you know the connect, the, the personal connection to a, to a brand. And I think it's something that we we talk about. We have a a partnership with a a group called Rubicon Talent, which is a sports marketing firm that works with athletes, Olympians, uh, professional athletes, Olympians, and sports broadcasters. And you know, a lot of times we'll talk with our clients who are these professional athletes and they'll say, you know, it's not about just holding up an item and saying, Hey, this is, here's that shiny new project or product. But it's like, no, I actually use this product. I eat this food. I I use this product and it helps me get better as, as whether that's a person or an athlete or whatever whatever they're involved with. I mean, Ryan, you know, you mentioned earlier my partner's Ryan Howard, and Ryan always said he said when he when he did his first endorsement deals. You know, he was sponsored by Powerade because he drank Powerade right. growing up. <laughs> he there was a Subway near his school that they used to all go to after after games, and they would eat at Subway. Right. So it wasn't like he just was like trying to like a Subway you know sandwich, but he actually really did like it.
0: So, do you think it's possible for people to endorse things that they don't either use or like?
1: You know what? They better be really good actors. <laughs> well, <laughs> and if if not, it, it really it will come through.
0: I, I grew up with a kid um, who did commercials, and I remember he did. I think it was a Burger King commercial, and so from the perspective of everyone watching, it was a cheeseburger. But he didn't like cheese, so in fact, on his side, that he bit. There was no cheese, so uh, he was a good enough actor, I think, a cute enough kid that it didn't matter, but it's interesting that the kind of things that we're talking about is that it's so important now that people believe you um, and buy into it. So do you think that, the, the, that there's an importance in business, because you know, in terms of selling products and things, but in business, you know, in, your, in your world, to be a compelling storyteller?
1: Well, I think it's important. And again, it's 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 important in the sense that, you know, you, you're if you're trying to build your business, if you are, you know, you need to be whether that's the C, if it's the CEO or if it's the head of marketing or communications, you have to have a good, clear, concise story. You have to have your as 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 now everyone who watches Shark Tank or mm-hmm. all these different shows that are out there today, you have to have that elevator pitch and you have to be able to. Quickly within whether it's 30 seconds or some cases, one of our companies, Startup Health, talks about a 59-second pitch, (laughs) but you have to be able to get it all in. Because we live in this world today where, you know, gosh, with Snapchat and Instagram and how fast things are moving, that you have to just be able to quickly get your get your story out there and and be able to get someone to be interested in what you're doing in a very, very short amount of time because the minute you're, they're done with you. They're on to the next person that may be pitching them, maybe trying to sell them something. Um, so you got to be really tight with your story, and and it, and it be, and better be real. I mean, it really better be real because again, if, if you try to do something that's fake, they'll sniff it out yeah. a mile away.
0: Yeah, I was doing a, a workshop last week, and we talked about you know about storytelling and, and content marketing, and one of the first things we talked about was attention you know that you you have so little time to capture people's attention and and the the study that kind of bothers me a little bit is that human beings now have a shorter attention span than a goldfish so uh and it's declined over the years so it used to be humans had an attention span of i think 13 seconds a goldfish is nine seconds and the human attention span is about eight seconds at the moment uh
1: so i can tell you i can tell you this when I, I have a, a 17-year-old daughter, and when she looks at her Snapchat and Instagram, I just started reading the first line, and she's on to the next, yeah. like third message already. So I, I there, I don't know if it's the attention span or they're smarter. I hope it's they're smarter, and they're able to just read and comprehend stuff faster. But it's wild how fast uh, kids are now able to go through.
0: Yeah, I had a much experience. So I have twin. They just turned 13. Uh, and so I'm freaking out a little bit. So I might have to ask you about advice for that. Uh, but I had someone, we were watching uh, cable, and we were looking for a movie. And my daughter Gemma was scrolling faster than I could read the titles. So I think something about the way that they're being brought up now with this kind of you know information overload, that they're, they're adapting. Their brains are actually, I think, shifting in the way that they can consume information. So we have even less time to really capture their attention. And it gets harder and harder.
1: Well, I mean, also, I mean, I would say my my icons on my phone are much bigger than, (laughs) as well.
0: Yes. (laughs) Uh, You can see, I'm not everyone can see I'm wearing glasses. Uh, It's something, as you get older, you have to just, uh, yeah, big, uh, my my daughters have actually come, why is your text so big on your phone? I'm like, so I can read it. Um, This is a question I'm kind of curious to hear about. Uh, Do you think that being good at telling stories is something that can be learned as opposed to having a
1: natural ability for it? Well, I think it it certainly helps if you enjoy being with people and talking with people. And, and, you know, that's, 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 that's your thing, but the skill of, of storytelling, the skill of pitching to being able to um, sell your product, it can be learned. I I really, Mm -hmm. truly believe that. And I think that, you know, what's, what's amazing today with, and you can, you know, in today's world, you don't even have to go to college specifically to learn these things. You could use things, you know, like Masterclass or Skillshare mm-hmm. or all the different things that are out there today. You can just go on the Internet and, you know, listen to to, to podcasts or shows and watch and learn how to actually pitch and, and, and tell the story of your product um, or company and And again, I, we mentioned Shark Tank earlier. Shark Tank's one of those I think one of those reasons why you know overall, I call this whole generation today the Shark Tank generation. Mm-hmm. you know as, as you know, I recently wrote a book called you know Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel, and it's all about entrepreneurship and networking and giving back. and everywhere I would go, i would and, and I went to you know twenty five different cities were on my book tour, and I would ask people, you know who listens who who watches Shark right. Tank? And almost every single hand would go up at, in every city that I was in the country. They all watch this show. So by just watching that show and seeing how, you know, how you pitch your business and and then, you know, getting the questions from the sharks themselves, Mark Cuban and the crew, they they really, it, it, by just watching that can really help mm-hmm. teach you how to pitch your business, how to be a better storyteller, how to make sure that you say something before one of those sharks has some question that sort of like knocks you out right i mean yeah you don't
0: have a long time to get their attention or they move on that's right Uh, Well, i'll
1: give you a little i'm gonna
0: give a plug for your book you know i I read your book um and and one things i think why it was so uh, effective because you because you basically tell stories you know you tell these stories about what it's like to be an entrepreneur and how to network with people um so i actually gave it to my intern who loved it so um It's. It's. I recommend for anyone, especially the the younger crowd, but I think anyone can benefit from um, reading Six Degrees of Wayne Kimmel. As it shares how to just put yourself out there and and be persistent. I think with people.
1: Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. And and, you know, look for me, it was really this incredible give back and and why why I did this because, you know, fortunately, you know, I've been fortunate to. Not only just you know a lot of the things that I talk about, a lot of the tips and tricks and other types of things. There are things that actually I, I I truly use and do every day. I do wake up every single day and fill my right pocket with business cards, and my left pocket is you know I try to you know I try to empty my right pocket with every card that I put in that right in that pocket, and then fill up my left cards with my left pocket with new people and new cards and new contacts. I
0: have to admit I've 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 started doing that since I. Heard you talk about it. Uh, it's you know I, I used to have them in my pocket, now in in my wallet, and now I have like, and it's a good way for me to know. Okay, the right hand is for my cards, and, and left side is for cards that I get. So uh, thank you for that as well. It's something Very I actually well. have implemented uh, a lot, and when I go to networking events, uh, that's great. Well, these are the last two questions I want to ask you. So can you tell me uh, a brand you think that's partic- particularly effective at telling stories, and and why do you think so?
1: Well, I think at the, you know, I I could certainly talk about and, and and you know some of the the companies that we have invested in over the years, and we've been really fortunate to have invested in some some really great companies, um, whether that's. You know, like the Seamless webs. You know, I still call them Seamless Web, even though they went to Seamless and now their public is Grubhub and it's a $10 billion company today. But those are those are the babies, you know, and those are the you know, they're they're always they're always your kids. And they were originally called Seamless Web. And, you know, the having the clinics that take care did that are inside of Walgreens today, um, you know, to be able to walk into a Walgreens, and get checked out you know and have your common ailments checked out by a nurse practitioner inside of a pharmacy was a crazy idea and now minute clinic at CVS and the healthcare clinics at Walgreens and those healthcare clinics were the company that we were the only venture capital investors in, and so those those I can I can talk about those stories and being involved with Indiegogo and you know seeing some of the first crowd funded um, projects that were out there and seeing Whistle Sports with trick shot videos and now all the stuff that's happening with esports and sports betting and we love all the things that are happening in that. But I'll tell you, when I think about a brand and when I think about a company that's doing the next next thing, you look at a company like Amazon. And wow, like, wow, what they have been able to do. And what I also love is that is the fact that they've really embraced something that my partner, uh, John Powell, who was the CEO of, of Kravco, which is the company that built the King of Prussia Mall and you know many other major malls across the US. And it was always about experience, consumer, the customer's experience. And they have been able to do that, not only just online, but now with their purchase of Whole Foods and what they're doing on the offline world, mm-hmm. you know, this incredible convergence between the physical and digital worlds, it's it's really a major thesis and a major part of the overall thinking and story of what we do at 76 Capital from an investment perspective and the entrepreneurs that we want to invest in. So when you think of and you see it from a, such, a, such a large scale, what Amazon is doing, where they've taken Amazon Prime and what they do with and how 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 well you know they they deliver products to you by just ordering it, ordering it online to now having this unbelievable physical presence with Whole Foods mm. and you can only imagine what they're going to do next you know just recently uh, within the last couple of days we made an announcement with our eSports company it was called nerd Street gamers and they're creating these amateur eSports the eSports you know, infrastructure or, you know, ecosystem across the country for for esports mm-hmm. players. And it's kids playing video games against each other. And that can all be done online. But we just announced a strategic investment from Comcast and Comcast invested in Nerd Street. And what we're so excited about how that all came together, not only because there were great relationships between Nerd Street and 76 Capital and, and, and Comcast, but it was also the fact that you know, that we were able to bring together the expertise that Nerd Street has on the esports side, but Comcast and Comcast Spectacore in running arenas, operating arenas, being able to you know, know how to have the food piece, the actual infrastructure, how to actually run a physical event. Mm. They have NBC and NBC Sports. And they understand the content side of it, which is such a huge part of, of of what goes on, at in the in the esports space and all that content that you see on Twitch and all the different other networks that are out there that that broadcast these esports athletes. So to sort of see all this come together, the physical world, the digital world, very similar to what Amazon and Whole Foods have done, uh, we're doing that in the esports space right now, and it's really exciting. It's really really mm. exciting to see.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the eSports is already big, and you see it's just going to explode, and it's getting bigger and bigger. And, and I, I think this from a selfish perspective that all the hours that my son plays on his Xbox will finally mean something when he gets a little bit older. So uh,
1: there's hope. Well, look, there are, there, there are 50 colleges and universities that are offering scholarships to eSports players. So, you know, That's and then crazy. you have the professional leagues now. And, it, you know, my partner Ryan Howard always says, he's like, my mom used to make me go outside and play, play sports. I'm like, well, Ryan, it kind of worked out pretty well right. for you. Amazing Major League Baseball player, incredible home run hitter. He's like, yeah, but she was always telling me to get off and stop playing my video games. I love my right. video games. I could have been an esports player. I said, well, I think he did just fine. Right.
0: Yeah, I think it's a challenge as a parent to say, you know, because my parents did the same, saying, you know, stop wasting your time on on, on video games. And now it's like. Okay, have another hour.
1: Have another hour. <laughs> just a little bit more. Of it. If they have the talent, you know, they show promise. Well, listen. I mean, even at Nerd Street Gamers now, we have camps, mm-hmm. and, you know, summer camps. Right. Um, you could still actually register for our summer camp now. There's boot camps. I mean, we have we have at our summer camp, we have kids who are coming in from all over the world wow. that will be living in Philadelphia for two weeks to learn not only just how to play games better, but the overall whole industry. How do you train? How do you how, how do you get the content you know onto Twitch? Right. How do you get it to other networks? How do you actually run an eSports tournament? Mm-hmm. How do you what, understanding the the underlying technology that allows people to play? How do you sort of set up these arenas? You need to have, you know, you know, how do how do you make sure you have the right kind of internet? How do you make sure you have all have the right kind of computers? What are the rules ar- around this industry? There's it's it's so early and so exciting so that you can learn this stuff as a young person today and be an expert. Because I truly believe that in the esports space, we really haven't seen the Googles or Facebook like companies right. that have been built yet. There's still, it's still in its infancy for sure. So yeah. so early. We we this past week we we had a a sports tech and sports betting conference where we brought in experts from the sports tech world from the esports space from the, the betting world I mean how how sports betting will fit into the esports world and vice versa we had the you know representatives from William Hill and they're the one of the largest bookmakers um, I, I used to live in England
0: so I know them very well not from yes. uh, 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 I used to see their signs I was never walking in there by walking by their <laughs> Yeah walking by walking by
1: well, it's, it's been now, and now that it's, sports betting is legal in, in, in a number of states mm-hmm. now and more and more are coming, you know, it'll just be part of our overall culture. Um. So, how will this all work out? And it's it's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see.
0: Yeah. No. I'm I'm excited because I, I do like video games and and uh, as well as being sort of a sports fan. So now it's going to combine the two in a way that's going to be pretty compelling.
1: A lot of stories to be told, right? Yes,
0: indeed. To uh, and and I think it'll be important for people to, when it becomes more and more popular to stand out. People are going to have to tell the story in a way that people are going to want to be interested in. So. Wayne, thank you. That's great. What what I want to ask now is for you. You you are a great storyteller, so I wanted to ask if you could share a story when you were someone you know, and the theme of this show is connected the dots. So you know, being a network, I'm sure you've lots of those. So if you could share one, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I'm happy to do it. I mean, actually, we can we could stay with even in the esports space, and, and really, quite frankly, how this um, this this Comcast deal came together uh, with 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 Nerd Street. And the real the backstory is is the fact that Comcast um, at, at Comcast Spectacore had gotten into the esports world, and there were there were some really kind of critical players in this in this space. From the Comcast Spectacore side, there was a guy by the name of Todd Berman, um, who was who was really on the the broadcasting side of things at at with them, and he was very interested in in figuring out how Comcast could get into this space. Then Comcast decides to get into the professional ranks, and they started a team called the Philadelphia Fusion, which is run by a guy by the name of Tucker Roberts. Um, Tucker's father happens to be Ralph uh, uh, Brian Roberts. His grandfather was Ralph Roberts, who was the founder of Comcast, and he's a gamer and really understands this world. And he has been helping Comcast get into the esports space. So, on a on a day right after Christmas. Um, this past year, I was down in the Caribbean walking down the beach and off the pier comes Brian Roberts. And we, we, we said hello to each other. He was there with one of his other board members and we were talking. And he told me that his son, Tucker, was, who I had, who had known, was, was, on, was on the boat, was working all day <laughs> because he was getting ready for the opening of the Overwatch League, which was the, the, the league the Philadelphia Fusion was playing in. So when I got back to my beach chair, I sent a a message to Tucker and I can and I sent him a message to and and introduced him to John Fazio, the CEO of Nerd Street Gamers. And the two of them, you know, really took it from there. They became great friends. We started doing some events for the Philadelphia Fusion. Uh, We did a talk about a Philly thing. Um, the, the Vince Papali movie, um, where, where he was kind of the last guy to, mm-hmm. to you kind of the, the walk on to the, the Philadelphia Eagles back in the day. Invincible. So we, yeah, we actually. Great movie. Invincible was the Invincible with, with Wahlberg, right? It was It was a really great movie. And so we started working with the Philadelphia Fusion and they started a, a minor league team. Hmm. And the minor league team was called Fusion University. And there was one last spot on that team where if you won this tournament that we had at nerd street, you got an opportunity to be on that team. And there was, we had a couple hundred people apply, 96 people made it into the tournament. And then we got this one player who was now on the minor league team, the fusion university, which was shortened to be called the FU team. And then, and they had t-shirts that had FU on it, but then the league said, no, you can't have that. but the team has actually gone on and done very well um and this kid you know joined the team and and over throughout this whole time as as the overwatch league has continued to grow um, the relationship between tucker and john has continued to flourish and that's where we started to really talk about how can we do more together and that's where this this recent announcement of of comcast investing into Nerd Street really all came about. And it all came about from that 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 connection, you know, through that, through networking, through letting people, you know, trying to help other people. Well, I didn't know specifically what we would want to do in this situation, but it was all about, you know, taking two good people and putting them together. And sometimes magic happens. And in this situation, magic occurred and hopefully a lot more will happen in the future.
0: Great story, and uh, you know, I always those kind of chance happenings that you know, and you you put some people together, and then something magic does happen, and and I I think people don't recognize that happens more often than they think.
1: Well, I always say to people, look, it can't happen if you're just sitting home on your couch, and I'm not saying you can't, you know, walking down a beach, you know, you know that's where things are going to happen, but you just never know. But you always have to stay aware. I always say you have to be aware of what's going on, aware of your surroundings. Um, and, you know, be, always be thinking about, you know, you know, I, I tell a story, another story in my book, you know, go, when I go to, when I go to, um, you know, sporting events, you know, I'll take like an extra lap maybe around the concourse. Cause maybe I'll bump into someone that I see <laughs> or that, or that I know, and maybe there's an opportunity for us to do something together. You just never, you never know. And maybe it's just, and maybe in, in many cases, it may just be me, you know, helping somebody else. Um, and, that's, and that's the other thing about networking that I've, that I've learned is you can't keep score. Mm. You know, you really can't keep score in networking. You can't keep score and, you know, trying to help other people. I think it's all about, you know, and, that, and that's what it, I, I talk about in my book and why it's so important to, I think it's, you know, it's this idea of being aware and always thinking like an entrepreneur. And then it's going out and networking every day and get, making as many contacts as possible, trying to turn those contacts into relationships over time. And then, you know, and, and how do you do that? You do that by helping other people. It may even be sometimes just simply going onto to Facebook and wishing someone a happy birthday mm-hmm. when it's their birthday. Or maybe it's simply just going and saying, you know, you see an article about somebody or the fact that something really great just happened in their life or in their business. And shooting them a quick text or an email just saying, hey, congratulations. That's amazing. Because cause most people don't do that. Right. You know, and and that was one of the things that I was very, very fortunate to learn from my dad. My dad for years would see a newspaper article. He would clip it out of the newspaper. (laughs) He would take a sticky note and it used to have his law firm's name on it. And he would and he would say to, you know, to so and so from Mort, congratulations. And he would put it in the mail and send it off to somebody. That little appreciation goes a long way. And you know, I would say to him, "Why, what, Dad? You're wasting stamp money <laughs> for stamps, and you're doing this and that." He's like, "You know what? I'm just really proud of my friend and what he was able to do, and and I'm not trying to get anything from him. I'm not trying to do anything. I'm just trying to just trying to make this world a better place." And uh, you know, it's one of the things that I've I've certainly learned from him, and and something that I'm passing along to my kids. To our entrepreneurs at 76 Capital, and quite frankly, anyone else will listen. Um, and I want to put this out there because I think it's because I think it's important. I think especially in the world that we're living in today, where there's so much craziness, and and people are saying things and 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 doing things that I think you're just 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 not morally and, and, and their values are a little shaky at times. I think it's really important that we, that we try to do the right thing and teach this next generation and teach as much as, you know, of this that you know, our parents and parents' parents have taught us and bring that out to the world to try to make this world a better place.
0: Well said. Wayne, I want to thank you so much for your time and insights and sharing with us and most of all, I really just want to thank you for helping us connect the dots
1: thank you it's great being on your show
0: thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it of value I would super appreciate if you would subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts it would be amazing if you could leave a review comment and share share and show you care check out Nine Dots podcast for more great episodes Remember, story matters. Thanks again for helping me
1: connect the dots.